Welcome everybody to the Strategy Sprints podcast. I'm your host, Simon Severino. My guest today is the CEO of Foundersuite.com. Since launching in 2016, their startup customers have raised over $2.5 billion in venture capital. He's usually in San Francisco, but right now in Florida. Hello, everybody. Nathan Beckworth. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So cool to have you here. And you have brought some really relevant topics we will deep dive into. Raising capital, into building an investor pipeline, and how to get momentum and close the deal. How cool is that? And let's Very start cool. with what are you currently creating? So currently creating a couple interesting things so i run founder suite as you mentioned we make a software platform uh that helps startup founders raise capital it includes a, a database of investors a crm to manage your pipeline of investors pitch deck hosting tools investor update tools startup docs so it's a whole end-to-end -end suite of tools for raising capital the thing we're creating right now that i'm super excited about is we're creating user-generated data about investors and so that if you're a founder out there um, approaching and pitching uh, Tom Perkins or you know benchmark capital this will provide some real insights as to what they look for are they actively doing deals um, you know any tips for pitching them for navigating through the deal process with them so real insightful stuff about each investor which is kind of game changing because that's not really out there but founders really really need it so that's what i'm excited about making right now this is super helpful because many people going through our sprint program they are searching for outside capital and in that phase, they spent up to six months in raising. And of course, it's not the core part of their business. The core part is yep. making customers happy and generating more customers. So it's all work on top of that. So whatever can make that leaner and faster and less of a distraction, that's super relevant for founders in their, in their first years. So yeah, excited. Let's go directly to your CEO tip number one how to raise capital in a time efficient in a good way yeah you're touching on something really important there raising capital takes a ridiculous amount of time to do right especially if you've never done it before especially if you're a first-time founder who does not have five exits to their name already right um it takes a lot of time it takes six months on probably on average, you know, I would say anywhere from three to eight months is a pretty typical range. And frankly, during that time, it's pretty much a full-time job, right? So, um, you know, the first, I don't know if this is a tip, but the first thing I would, would counsel startups is be mentally prepared for that. If you want to raise money, you've got to treat it like a full-time job for, for a couple months. And you know, that's really hard to do because you've got other people to make happy, your customers, 
a lot of times I tell founders, if you can give some of your day-to-day duties to your co-founder, or even if you can hire a part-time COO to help take stuff off your plate so you can really just focus on fundraising, you know, that's a great first step. So you can really clear your plate. So much of fundraising is driven by momentum for your deal. And it's very hard to get momentum going if you're only putting in four hours a week on something, right? It just doesn't happen. Your deal never gets hot. It never catches any heat and it gets stale after a while. So anyway, I guess that's tip number one is try and clear your plate for a few months so you can just go all in on fundraising. Absolutely. And uh, I am super excited who you pick for the strategy award. But first, let's thank our sponsors. Hey, if you love what you are hearing, you will love our free masterclasses. Go grab them at strategysprints.com. So you can only pick one person who, when everybody zigs, this person is zagging. But from your perspective, they're doing the right thing. Who is this person? You know, I uh, we have a podcast. Um, everyone's got a podcast these days, right? I've got a podcast called How I Raised It, and it's just about fundraising. And we just released one with the founder of Patreon, patreon.com, which is a really interesting platform that lets creators monetize their fans, build relationships, and collect money from their fans. They've raised $240 million, and the CEO is a musician. He's not your typical you know, business, Harvard Business School type. He's a musician who founded this and has gone on to raise almost a quarter of a billion or actually over a quarter of a billion dollars, hours, 250 million. And so I've nominated him. And what what's, what's amazing is he tried pitching investors. He was struggling with it. And then he like switched the, switched the script and just told his personal story about he was struggling as a musician to make money and use that in his investor pitch. And, and that's when things started to click for him and he was go, able to go on and raise so much money. Beautiful. Yeah. And the second thing, your second CEO tip is how to build an investor pipeline. Yeah, so, all right, tip number one, we've cleared your plate. Now you can go in and focus on fundraising for a number of months. Now we want to put on our salesperson hat. If you've ever worked in sales, you know, your job is to build a list of prospects to qualify that list and to really be pursuing each prospect towards a close, towards a yes or no. And that same thing applies to fundraising. So building the pipeline, you know, I just to throw some numbers out there, if you're raising a seed round, I usually say you should have 100 to 200, even 300 investor names at, at the top of your funnel. If you're raising a series A, those numbers go down a little bit to maybe 50 names series B, maybe 30 names, but you know, early stages, you should be aiming for say 200 names. Um, and really, again, if you think of it like a pipeline, like a funnel, your, your job is to be moving all 200 of those investor prospects from research to contacted or introduced into a pitch meeting, into diligence and negotiations, and into either a yes or no type of decision, right? So that's why we kind of describe it as a pipeline or horizontal funnel. You've got your steps, each step of the journey along the way from researching and qualifying that list all the way to yes or no and the steps in between. And if you think about that, you know, your job becomes much more clear, transparent. You know what you need to be doing 
every step of the way with each investor along the way. So that's what we really think about in building and running a pipeline. Absolutely. And what are your experience? What's different right now in this global state of pandemic? Are all the stages like they were always or are some stages right now easier or harder? Yeah, it's an interesting question. So there's good and bad about being in a pandemic raising money. <laughs> the the bad, I'll start with the bad. The bad is quite a few investors really don't want to do a deal with anyone they've never actually met face to face. That's just the way it is. That's they've they've done business a certain way for 20 years and that's how they want to do business. And so if you didn't already have a discussion going with them prior to COVID, it might be hard to raise money. Now, the good is that investors are stuck at home and I'm hearing this directly from investors. They're now able to do twice as many pitch meetings over Zoom as they used to do by having live face-to-face -face meetings or coffees, right? And so they're packing in more pitch meetings. And the same, the flip goes with the founders as well. Maybe in pre-COVID days, if you're driving around meeting with investors, you know, you're having three or four pitch meetings a day. Now you can have, you can pack in five, six. If you're Superman, Superwoman, pack in seven meeting, pitch meetings a day. So that's actually good because that helps you get that momentum going that we talked about. So those are a couple of things that changed. Um, other than that, the process is still fairly the same, right? It's identifying the right people, getting in touch with them, getting introduced to them if you can, getting those pitch meetings going. Maybe the other, only other thing I would, I would change is it's harder to keep people's attention over Zoom than in a face-to-face -face meeting. So I, I see founders making their pitches a little more exciting and, and animated and, um, you know, kind of like bringing a little more to it because these investors are getting a little tired of, of Zoom meetings. So there's a tip. Absolutely. And, and, and what about the investors? Are they now more or less interested? Because on like I, I experience myself, I usually I don't want any, I don't want to waste time in pitch me. I don't want to see the dozens of, of pitches per week. But now that I am locked down, I am bullish about investing for two reasons. First, we can do it quickly over Zoom. After 10 minutes, I can say, okay, I'm not the right one. Yeah. And, and it's polite and it's okay. We are not wasting each other's time. And uh, also on the other side, I have time to think it through and I want to go against the trend, of course. When you do investing, you think always of how can you zig when the others zag. And this sure. is the time where you can buy companies. This is the time where you can buy great ideas for a better price, isn't it? I, I think that's a really intelligent approach. I think for the, the past six to seven months, you've seen investors really excited about healthcare, future of work, online learning, startups. I think now that hopefully, knock on wood, a vaccine is on the horizon, you see the data come from Pfizer and Moderna, about 94, 95% success rates of their vaccines. I think now is it would be a great time to start thinking about those companies that, you, like you said, you can buy or invest in at really good deals, travel companies, retail companies, hospitality companies, and get a killer deal now. So six months from now, you know, 
when everyone's back to traveling, these companies are going to be flourishing. Like you just said, uh, when everyone else zigs, you zag. Or a, a, a classic investment banking quote is, you should be buying when there's blood in the streets, right? <laughs> Which I think is kind of a fun, gory phrase. But right, those those companies, whether it's even public stocks or private, you know, startups that are trying to raise money for a retail business right now, um, great time to be investing because you can get a killer deal and they're going to come back and we're getting closer to that point. So yeah, I, I like I like the way you think, my man. <laughs> cool. And your third uh, CEO tip, how to get momentum and close the deal. I love that because that's also treating it like you would uh, treat any client acquisition really serious, really structured, put in, put in the, the hours. I want to go there. First, let's say thank you to the sponsors. Hey, if you like the tools, go grab them for free at strategysprints.com slash tools. So how do we build up the momentum and keep the momentum? Because also if we, if we lose uh, momentum, then it gets cold, right? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. One thing it does go back to tip number one is clearing your plate. Make sure you have the bandwidth to dedicate to this because I do see a common mistake where founders get into fundraising, they get into it for a couple months and then they start to get pulled back into their business and they kind of take their foot off the gas pedal and then things slow down and investor can sense that they pull out other investors hear about that and the whole thing falls apart so one i guess kind of key tip is keep your foot all the way on the gas pedal but you know more practically speaking as i said you know fundraising is driven by momentum it's driven by tempo and speed um you want to be having as many meetings as possible packing them all into a condensed time frame right so fill your your days with five to six, seven Zoom meetings every day, five days a week, um, and really be diligent about moving uh, and responding, moving them into the next phase, whatever the next phase is. If you've been introduced, you know, trying to set up a pitch meeting in the next two or three days. After the pitch meeting, following them, following up with each investor regarding whatever they wanted to hear, whether it's, you know, customer references or access to your analytics, whatever it may be, you know, following up really quickly. So if everything's moving fast, um, that's, you know, just to give a, a quick little product plug, that's where a CRM like Founder Suite is really useful. So you're staying on top of all those tasks in a really efficient way. And then also signaling to all the investors that you're getting momentum going, right? So when you're meeting with an investor, most of the time they'll ask you, how's the round coming together? You know, that's their way of probing, sorry, there's helicopters. That's their way of probing, does this deal have momentum or can I just watch and wait? And, you know, whenever you can answer that with, we're running a pretty efficient process right now. I'm, I've got 15 meetings set up this week. I've got 20 meetings set up next week. Um, you know, I'm hoping to close this out by, by Christmas time. Um, and, and it, signaling that you've got other investors interested, right? So in the early stages, it might just be how many meetings you're having. Later on, if you can say, well, we're in diligence with seven firms, 
I'm expecting to get a term sheet from three of them by next Friday. You're always signaling that there's momentum going, that others are interested in the deal, and that there's a timeline that you're working you're working against. That makes investors kind of move to your timeline. So those are a couple of key things to really help get momentum going. And it's it's one of these things like you kind of know it. You know it when you see it or when you feel it, right? You can kind of feel when you've got momentum going because investors are more responsive to you. They can sense that. One of the bad jokes I make is, you know, every investor can smell if a deal has momentum or if it is stale and and limping along. And so, of course, you want to be smelling like momentum. <laughs> so, I love it. Yeah. And I, I had this hundred times that I like the idea. I jump on the first call and then I ask some basic questions like, what are your milestones? What, what is your customer acquisition plan? How many, how many sales will you have next week? Simple questions. But when I, when, when I smell that, that they don't have an answer and then don't yeah. have a plan uh, to, and they don't have the right questions. And if they have no plan, I'm out of the first meeting. Sure. Yeah, I want them yep. to have a plan. So I love your solution because it helps them creating that plan and laying out some numbers and having their targets and having a structured way of going forward and thinking really intentionally of how they move forward. Yep, exactly. Beautiful. What did you recently change your mind about? You know, it's kind of ironic. We've thought about raising more money ourselves because we make software for raising capital. Um, decided not to in the immediate term because I want to still maintain control over the business. Um, so that's one thing. You know, it's kind of this funny. You would think that a company that makes software for raising capital would be raising as much as possible. We're actually doing slightly opposite because we really want to have control and really make the customer our, our boss not investors um so that's that's one thing yeah. beautiful yeah so you can eat your own dog for the, you use your own crm it will get even better <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> what are some books or audiobooks that inspired you recently you know i i admit i haven't been a good reader you think with so much extra time not traveling and not doing much during COVID other than keeping the business running but have more time. The most recent book I read is called Dreams of El Dorado. Mm -hmm. And it's basically the story of the um, the, the settling by, by, by white people, by Europeans of the Western United States. So obviously Native Americans had lived there before, but this was the stories of Daniel Boone exploring and mapping out the Western United States of the pioneers, you know, moving westward and establishing settlements of even like the Mormons, you know, venturing and settling in Utah. And it's, it's amazing because it's, it puts in perspective even during a pandemic like we're having now, our lives are so much easier than than mm -hmm. these people's lives, right? Like the, you know, they're fighting off plague, hunger, starvation, uh, attacks by by you know 
the native people constantly, um, like the, the ordeals that they had to go through to establish a, a life were exponentially harder than what we've got. So I thought it was actually kind of interesting. It just puts everything in perspective. We don't really have it as bad as, you know, most other humans that have existed on this planet in the in the millennia that we've been here, right? So Absolutely. that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Absolutely. And you are so generous. You have brought some gifts for our community, for our listeners right now. Yeah, well, so we have a discount code. Um, StreamYard monthly is a 30% discount code. If you want to use Spanish Street, StreamYard annual is a 40% discount code. So if anyone would, is raising money and would like to use our platform, those are our, our codes. Um, and you're welcome to just enter that at uh, at the checkout code in the promo code field. Um, we also have a few other giveaways if anyone's interested. We have a, a pretty nice uh, ultimate pitch deck guide. So if you're building your pitch deck, this is a tool or sorry, a document that really helps you na uh, navigate your story framework for doing your pitch deck. Um, you can just email us info at foundersuite.com if you'd like to receive that. So cool. And where can people stay in touch with you? Where are you most reachable and readable? Yeah, we, um, we're on all the usual social channels, uh, Facebook, Twitter, very active on LinkedIn. If you want to connect on LinkedIn, my name is Nathan Beckard. We publish a lot of good stuff about two times a week. We'll do giveaways. Like I think this week we put up a cap table template giveaway and also like a really good pitch deck template giveaway. Um, we put up a lot of, you know, basic like tools for entrepreneurs, financial models, um, all kinds of good stuff. So LinkedIn would probably be a great place to connect. Um, also our blog, blog, blog.foundersuite.com has a lot of really good founder focused um, how to articles, podcasts, and stuff like that. Beautiful. We should team up because our 90-day sprint program has 274 templates about everything from strategy, oh, wow. differentiation, fulfillment, systemizing sales, automating sales, even CRM. But we have nothing about raising capital. I love it. We could definitely do some, some swaps because I'm sure our, especially our LinkedIn audience would love to look at some of those stuff and, and we're happy to provide our fundraising stuff for for your guys absolutely um nathan who should be my next guest so i'm going to mention or give a shout out to one of our founder suite customers uh his name is Ilya vensky um Ilya vensky and his company is called uh helic i want to make sure i get it right helico bio um helico bio is using AI uh, to push the boundaries of molecular science, turning plant cells into modern chemical factories. So they're going to save us all with their drug design and, and ways of doing this. But on the side, Ilya is also making a really, really cool looking uh, air filtration mask. And that's AO- air ao-air.com check it out because it's the coolest thing ever it's like this 
face shield where you can see your smile, but it also filters the air coming in. And he's just doing this as a kind of a side project, but it's it's just really, really cool. Um, uh, I think it's a game changer, you know, as an air filter, but also just so we can start to see people's faces again, <laughs> which I think is good. So, how timely, how relevant. Yes, I want to see people's faces again. Absolutely. So cool, Nathan. Thank you so much for being here and come back soon. Okay, thanks so much for having me. Avoid trying to do thousands of things that doesn't work. We have 274 templates for your business success. Reach your ambitious goals with one-on-one -on -one sprint coach. We double your revenue in 90 days.